Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. My name is Abby. And I'm Haley. And this is episode 12. Welcome to episode 12. And welcome to the month of August. We're so excited to be back after our little week off the last week of July. I can't um, believe it's August. And it's I my know. niece's birthday. Happy birthday, oh, Austin. Yay, cute. One year old. Oh, a one, one year old yeah. birthday. That's so cute. Oh, yes. is that why you're going to visit this weekend? Yeah. Oh, fun. That'll be so fun. Yes. I'm we're so excited. Jealous. I would love to go to California right now. <laughs> Although, I mean, the weather's nice here, but I just, I do like California a lot. The weather's going to be much nicer than here. Yeah. Oh, in Arizona. you're probably boiling. I can't even imagine. Dude, I'm just wearing it. If anyone's wondering, you know, <laughs> you guys watch the video. I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now because my husband keeps the actual inside freezing cold we do that too but going outside is like a no-no yeah my like, sister lives in southern utah and it's like 117 it's about, degrees down there like, that's right the border of where like yeah. arizona and stuff so it's like it gets the same exact temperature oh it is just so hot it's crazy how hot it gets anyways welcome to this week's episode of the podcast we're so excited to be here um just a reminder really quickly before we dive into this week um the prompt for this month what did you have something <laughs> i don't even have my microphone on <laughs> That's so funny. Well, it so, has sounded fine to we're me. Gonna see if, we're going to see if when we post this recording, if it sounds good, then I might need, not need this big ass Maybe thing you don't anymore. Need, well, while Haley sets up her microphone, I'll tell you guys about um, what's happening for this month. So we still need to announce a giveaway winner for next month, by the way. We haven't done that yet, but we will make sure to make that happen. We'll do that on the Facebook group. So keep an eye on the Facebook group for that. But for this month, the like prompt, for August that we want you guys to answer. The link will be in the show notes and everything is we want to hear about like hobbies and activities that you do that bring you joy on your journey of trying to conceive. So that's sort of the prompt for this month. You guys can go to the link and submit your response to the prompt, but you're also welcome to just like respond to anything that we talk about on the podcast. You can ask questions and any response on that, whether it's a question or responding to the prompt or whatever gets you an entry for the giveaway um, that we're going to do at the end of this month. And like I said, we still haven't done one for July, but we'll we'll get that all sorted. Today's technically the first day of August, so I feel like it's okay that we haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah, we're good. It's not going to be a bit. And just so you guys know too, we're never trying to like rush through anything. Like we'll get stuff out when we get it out, but like we, we want to we won't forget. We want you guys to also know that like, there's no rush for you guys. So if like, if we missed a giveaway for one month, like we're going to be doing this like consistently to have fun and just build community. So totally. Don't worry about it. Yes. hundred percent. So first things first, um, let's talk about something that has been bringing us joy recently. Do you want to go first? Cause I do have one. If you want me to go first. <laughs> You go first. Okay, perfect. So this is like maybe a little bit niche, doesn't totally apply to everybody unless you're somebody who is interested in like content creation, social media. But this is something that has really been bringing me joy the last couple of days. And it's that I have decided to just have a lot more of like, I don't give 
a fuck attitude. <laughs> Pardon my French. <laughs> with social media. Yeah, exactly. With social media. Um, because I have been so like, I think maybe I've talked about this before. I know I've talked about this with you, Haley. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but just so like lost in my own content for a while and really way too concerned with like trying to read people's minds of like what people want to see from me, what what's performing better, what are people engaging with and worrying less about like the things that just like make me happy and posting the things that like I want to post, which at the end of the day, I think is what people really respond to. Like when you're posting things and talking about things on social media that make you excited, I think people like they see that they respond to that. And that is what gets the engagement and the interaction. Um, and so that's kind of what I've been doing. What has like taught me this is that on, I started posting on TikTok <laughs> about like this book series that I've been so obsessed with the like fantasy books that I've been reading lately. I just started mm -hmm. posting like book talk content and I've gotten over, like I have like over 1100 followers on TikTok now, like randomly. Yeah. Literally just from posting about this book series that I've been reading. That's I've been, so like, cool. Totally nerding out. Like I have a series going on my TikTok where I'm like sorting these book characters into Hogwarts houses. And like people are having so much fun with that I'm having so much fun talking with people about it and it's been so like freeing to literally just I love that ever I want to post so I'm trying to like bring that same energy that I'm doing on TikTok onto like Instagram and all of my other things because like I said I just think that people see when you're excited about something and when you have that energy it makes it like speaks yes. to the people that, that it speaks to. You know what I mean? Yes. And why, and you want to attract the people. Like, for example, what you just said, I didn't understand a damn word. I have never, right. I don't read books. I don't, <laughs> I haven't read a book since I, all I ever did when I read books, I would read the back cover so that I had some idea of what the book was about so I could do a report on it. And yeah. then I would get looked at with, by the, by the teacher, like, this is not what the book's about. Like, I've never... <laughs> I've never, but, but the thing is, is right there. It just goes to show that you, you don't create because you're concerned about what somebody else is going to think. It's like, you almost have to be that voice that then someone else can go, Oh my God, it's so cool that she's talking about that. I've never seen exactly. anyone talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Or this is something that I like, or I don't necessarily agree with this. Let me tell you what I think about this, like opinions about stuff like yes. that. Like it's, it's so fun. And I think when you focus more on just like that, like the connection, that's literally all you're trying to do is like connect with people and be like, Hey, I like this thing. Other people who like this thing, let's talk about it. Like people respond to it. I also like, I don't know. Have you heard of the like human design thing? Yes. Have you seen people talk about that? Oh yeah. yeah. So I've already had mine all one of my girlfriends oh. who's actually an artist on she was one of the first girls to sign up as an artist on my team it's so funny you bring that up two years ago she signed up like the same day I signed up and oh. she was like I just want to tell you what your human design and shockingly obviously being a twin too she yeah. was like you and your twin are very you're like a not very common I think we're called projectors oh that yeah that is super uncommon and she's yes. like and she's like you're a projector with a something back or whatever that was like super rare okay and like 
The oh. all I know, all I know is I'll have to see. We'll have to talk about this at one point. Maybe we can have someone that's into human design Ooh, come on. I would podcast. love that. That would be so I much like, fun. I like deep dove into it over the weekend, and that's another thing that all of this clicked for me, like with the content and everything, because I'm a generator, which is one of the. I think it's the most common type in human design, but basically the concept is that like you as a generator need to focus on doing things that make you excited do things that you like to do and when you are doing that that energy like magnetizes people to you and like yes everything clicked I was like oh my gosh that's what I've been doing wrong this whole time so that would be if anyone's (laughs) listening if you know anyone that does I'll reach out to my girlfriend and see if she still does it or she has a resource of someone who might come on because that would be really fun to do that would be I love that Um, kind of stuff because mine is projector I think and I think it's a but in a nutshell what I learned was that like I will be very drained of like people don't almost understand how I can be so excited for one thing and then they watch and so they'll assume I'll be just as excited for other things and I'm Mm. not like it's like I have a very specific things that like interest me and then other things that don't and I also I can't do things for um, a result. I have to mm. do things. And then the result has to be a side effect of what I'm doing, basically. So yes. I could totally be botching this, but that's the list <laughs> I've gotten. When yeah, I- I'm definitely not an expert. I literally just spent a couple hours on TikTok It's really cool, on though. Sunday. I guess- <laughs> And listen, it's basically like, it's kind of like Zodiac on crack. Yeah, so it's based are, off your birth chart. It's based off your birth chart. And listen, listen, we are always here for people's opinions. But if it's going to be yeah. negative... Just keep yeah. it to yourself. No, it's like, it's like, if, if anyone's like, this is like so <laughs> stupid. I'm like, okay, well we, I, I'm one of those people where I, if I find something that seems so fun and so yeah. interesting to dive deeper into sometimes like the magic of like aligning the things that make sense to you, it leads you to cr- like you just said. I don't need to know all the d- deep details. No. What it does do is, guess what? It makes me feel fulfilled to know that I need to be doing and yes. I need to be creating and generating content yes. that that I vibe off of. To me. And then it, it just, anything in my yes. opinion, it's a domino effect to make you a better person. Is well, right. Lead yes, the way. absolutely. And it's, I also think stuff like that is fun. Like, sure, you could choose to, like, be skeptical and be like, this is so woo-woo and whatever. But, like, or you can just look at it and take Have what fun. serves you and leave what doesn't. Like, yes. That's another <laughs> like, thing that me and you are very alike on is we just yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I th- Yeah, I thought it was super cool. I'm going to, like, keep looking into it and try and, like, keep that stuff in mind in all things, like, with my life. And it also makes a lot of sense, by the way, as another little tangent. One of the things that it talks about with Generator is that, like, you, it, you're supposed to be like, like looking for signs in the universe before you make decisions. So like when you're trying to decide what to do something before you make a decision, like try and observe if there are like signs or signs things pointing you. It's a good idea. Right. Exactly. And one of the things you can look at too, is like, whether if like, they say not to do something if you're a generator, unless it's a full body. Yes. Is what they say. And that is exactly why I haven't wanted to do fertility treatments for like two years at this point, because it's never been a full body. Yes. And like, so I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, but that is how I operate. I really struggle doing things unless it's like, I'm a hundred percent all in, you know what I mean? (laughs) So anyway, I love love that. I'll say for me, 
I'm like, honestly, I got so into what you were talking about that I still don't have like a specific okay. thing, <laughs> but I will say, so I guess I don't really have anything that's standing out because of the fact that right now, but I will share that like, I, I am grateful that I have the resources right now to, um, I'm doing like a gut protocol. I'm working with like a nutritionist. Um, she's really amazing on Instagram. I'll see if I can put her tag. Her name's Macy and she's at well women nutrition. She does like virtual, like health coaching and stuff. Um, and I found her through another girl that I follow on Instagram that is going through an infertility journey. And I just felt like it, I just liked her attitude. I like all the stuff that she provides all the info and like just kind of the in-depth stuff. So Right now, even though it's like, a, it's kind of hard work, um, we're doing a lot. I did a whole like GI map. I did, um, I've been doing some at home labs. Um, that's another, I, I feel grateful that I've, um, I've aligned with quite a few brands lately. Um, that's like one being Organifi <laughs> is, uh, it's like a greens juice and like pro- uh-huh. protein powders and kind of supplement line that I've used forever. And like they're they're, they test for glyphosates and like all oh, these awesome. things that most companies don't don't like they yeah. test for heavy metals, all this stuff. So I, I ended up partnering with them, which is super exciting. Um, and then I also partnered with a company that does at home lab tests. So in a nutshell, we'll probably go more into that on a, on a topic where maybe, or on a day where maybe we go into some of the stuff we've used for our fertility stuff. But yes, I'll say what I'm grateful for is that these resources have seemed to fall into place finally, but there are also stuff that I was seeking out and using and being a part of many years ago. That's so cool. And it's kind of crazy that you brought up like the human design stuff, because it's like, there is just things that were once in my life that felt very kind of like overwhelming. I didn't, I didn't do some of the at-home labs and I didn't do a lot of these things or take certain supplements because I got overwhelmed by it. And Mm. now all of a sudden it seems to be flooding into place. Like I have a person that is guiding me with things and they've advised that these are good supplements for me to take while I'm healing from this. And I found a lot of stuff out about, I guess I have like a, I have a lot of very rare bad bacterias in my body that we're having to try and extract basically. Get rid of. (laughs) And they basically, basically I had a lot of things that equal infertility, like a lot of stuff that would not show up on traditional blood work or any kind of other fertility labs, like mainly found through my GI map test and with a few other tests. And I guess I have like very, very low mineral, like in a nutshell too, is like what I, we've learned is like my body is just burning through any kind of resources. So it doesn't matter if I have like, cause if anyone doesn't know the hard thing about, especially for Abby and I, we both can relate on this on the outside. We look very healthy. Right. And a lot of things seem to be very healthy for us. We don't, we're not struggling to get out of bed every single day. I mean, I have in the past with like my endometriosis, I've had my moments. Sure. Yeah. There's not, it's not like we're on the outside. We look sick, Yeah, but then there's, there's these things that we're struggling with, with our lives and our health and our fertility that say otherwise. So trying to navigate that can be very overwhelming. So in a nutshell, I'm just grateful that I feel like a lot of resources are falling into place and it makes me so excited cool. that it's kind of happening in the big, be- cause I mean, we're episode 12, but we plan to do many more episodes. It's kind of exciting that this is all happening right now and we can unfold and unpack some of these resources with you guys <clears throat> to hopefully maybe share something that you guys can look deeper into too. 
Totally. Because that was always the hardest thing for me was finding the right resources. Yes. When I was just thinking too, it'll be so cool, I think, to like look back on this podcast someday and like listen to like where our mindset was at or like what was happening during this time with infertility, you know, like a few years down the road to like be able to listen to this and see kind of how like, I don't know. I was just thinking as you were saying that, like that just things tend to fall into place, like the way that they're supposed to if that's the way that you want to say it I don't know like you can choose to look at it that way is I guess what I'm saying you know what I mean like (laughs) I don't always love the whole like everything happens for a reason because uh, I don't know well perfect example you brought this up on a on a topic that you got like um in a reel you just posted and I kind of chimed in on it in my stories today was the you know when people make statements like that of like the everything happens for a reason stuff I get what you're and you're saying exactly what I was saying in my stories was it's not about believing this is happening like because for like you deserve a specific it or something purpose. For it's more like you're choosing. Exactly. To, yes. You're like right now, <laughs> what's going to be cool is we're going to look back and be like, holy crap, four, both of us, four, almost five years into our infertility. And we were choosing to do a productive podcast to, to speak with other women who can relate Yeah. versus me and you finding a way where we could meet up and bitch about how our lives are not fair and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yes. that kind of stuff. It's like yeah. being so hyper aware that like, cause for anyone else that like everyone, you know, you can have your own beliefs and all this stuff, but like everybody is going to choose to understand something in a different way. And like for me personally, and I know that you kind of agree with this too, is it's like when people say things like, you know, sometimes we don't know God's, plan or all this stuff. Yeah. Look, my way of believing this is I don't believe God planned to make me infertile and struggle yeah. with all this stuff, but I believe that God has allowed me. And you said this in your thing about life is hard. I feel like life has had its path and he is there. And I believe he's there with me to help guide me. And I've, I've gone down yes. the path without faith and without hope and without believing in God or caring. And that's why when people give the argument of like, oh, well, if God's real, like, why did he, why, you know, why yeah. do you even believe? And I'm like, see, it's just, it's semantics. It's argument for argument's sake. I'm yeah. just saying that <laughs> I wake up every day with the goal of being a better person and working hard and all that stuff because I have this faith in this bigger belief. Yes. And my only other choice would be to be like, wow. Right. Life just sucks. And then just, and do nothing with yes, And that's, that's what I think is like, maybe why I don't love that phrase. Like when people say, Oh, like this is part of God's plan for you or everything happens for like a specific reason or whatever. I think it sort of discounts like our agency and our ability to choose what to do when life circumstances happen. And like, whether or not you believe that like God is with you, helping you through that, like you still like you have the ability to choose to make this experience meaningful in whatever way that looks to you. hundred percent. So yeah, I have, like I said, I have like mixed feelings about, about those <laughs> phrases but because the, welcome to infertility yeah, where we real. have mixed feelings no, about black and white <laughs> everything. Cause I've seen the most positive outlook. People never have success on their journey. While I've also seen people who just suffer, 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 come to share just so 
polar opposite of the way me and you do stuff. Like just right. share so openly how raw and painful this whole journey. And then they get a baby. Yeah. So trust me, people, when you're not in it, you don't realize that we all can make sense of all circumstances. We can yeah. all see how our cousins, sisters, <clears throat> brothers, friends, niece did this. And then this worked for her. Yeah. And what I think the bigger overarching thing and what I hope everyone listens to when they listen to us is we are always trying to give a voice to whoever wants to bring their voice forward. Like, yeah, so it's absolutely. not about, it's not about cutting the person off and trying to go, Oh, wait, wait, don't feel this way because I'm standing. So we might see a little motion in here. Oh. But <laughs> it's like, you don't, you don't try and cut off someone's experience because you might have another experience yeah, your that experience could make them feel different. better. And it's like, it, there's nothing wrong with if we're having an open dialect conversation, like kind of what Abby and I do here of like, right. share your experience. Now you share your experience and what we want you guys to do with like engaging with us in the, in the, our like forums or inside yeah. of the Facebook group is like, let us know your experience. It's like giving people that place to let their thoughts go and then just feel supported in it. Yes. And just, 100%. and then if you want, if Abby could say something that I'm like, Oh, I want to take on, I want to take on that thought, but she's not making it about her and making it like, Oh, Haley, did you hear what right. I said? Did you hear what advice I gave you? You have to hear this. Like you have to take this advice. It's more like, <laughs> yeah. let me, let me also give my perspective of how I'm going to teach, treat my fertility journey. And if you yeah. so happen to resonate with that, then you do it too. It's exactly what I was just saying about the human design thing. Like just take what serves you and leave what doesn't. I feel like, yeah. I don't know why, like, seems like a lot of people have, like struggle with that, at least on the internet these days of like, if you don't agree a hundred percent, then I a hundred percent disagree. And it just like, yes. doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> I no. don't know. Cool. I agree. Awesome. I think that was, that was great. So let's talk about today's topic, which I think is something that we're both excited to talk about, which was came, I'm pretty sure from like a suggestion, like a question that somebody submitted, um, on the forum, yes, which is basically asking like how to find identity outside of infertility and trying to conceive, which is something that I feel like Haley and I are both really passionate about. I like just posted a reel about it like yesterday and I'm constantly talking about it and you are too. So I feel like there's a lot that we can say on this topic and I'm just trying to figure out like where to even begin. <laughs> how, how would you like start answering this question? <laughs> I would say like, I'll just kind of give a little bit of background, even though you yeah, because I always like to say this in case anyone's not listening to the last episode and they're maybe just checking out this very first episode. This is 100%. why if you, if you want, you can look back at our old ones. But I will say that like for, especially if you're listening to this and you're in the beginning stages of just discovering you might have something going on that's making it so it's not easy to get pregnant. What I will say is that can be a very scary time because at that point, you don't know, are you going to identify one day with the woman that like we are going through this four plus years now, or are you just scared because you've heard a lot of stories about people going through, because there's a lot of women in that boat too, that it takes them six, nine months, which anytime you're waiting, once you finally decide in your heart, you're ready to be a mom and it's not happening, yeah, especially sucks. when we're, especially when we're told that it can happen at any freaking moment. Right. Um, 
it just becomes a mind screw. So yeah, even if, will, by the way, even if it's only been like you were saying, like a short amount of time, like I firmly believe that anybody who has ever actively tried to get pregnant for any length of time can identify with what oh, that feels like to it's an always, extent, but it's even like, if it was just, only like a month or three months, like you know what that feels like. <laughs> Those circumstances too, is it's like, you can always be very hyper aware of like, you are, you're in control of if you fit into a, like understanding of something or not. Right. Like now I wouldn't advise if you're like, oh my God, I know how much of a struggle it is to get pregnant. Like it took us three months. That might not be the smartest (laughs) thing to say to somebody. It's, it's always about being a hyper aware of who you're talking to and what you're saying. However, we can all agree upon this, that it is not a matter of, and at least both if, in case anyone's listening to this, that is maybe going through secondary infertility, which is a whole nother mind fucking itself. Yeah. That is its own lonely road too, because then you feel guilty of like, is someone going to judge me? Cause there are women out there that will say something. Well, at least you already have, you yeah. have to, of course she had to shake herself. Sorry. You guys <laughs> probably hear my dog, but it's always about just know that if you're listening here, if you're here on the inside the journey podcast, like the way Abby and I think is it's like, we are never worrying about comparing journeys with anybody. It's about you standing very strongly in sharing your perspective, sharing your, your things and, and try and at least having conversations to help you move through that pain. Well, yeah, Um, it's really interesting because I've had people even message me like women who are going through secondary infertility or even women who like don't necessarily struggle to get pregnant, but struggle with miscarriage. Like they struggle to stay pregnant and have even like said to me, like, this is what I'm dealing with, but I don't necessarily feel like I belong in the infertility community. And I'm like, why? Like you can, if that's, if, that's like a community that you identify with and you want to be here. Great. We'll have you like nobody's policing who is not allowed to say that they're dealing with this, you know, like, (laughs) I think that's something that me and you are even trying to flip the script on too. of. It's like, we don't even want people to think that they now have to identify with being in this category or not. Like It's more like you are allowed to express that you are, if you hear us talking about something, you don't have to go, well, like, oh, I I don't know what it's like to like not get pregnant. Or I don't know what it's like to have an ectopic pregnancy. Everybody's pain and scenario is valid. Yes. Everything. And it has its own set of crazy emotions and sadness. And so more importantly than anything, it's like always just being aware that you can't please everybody. So if yeah. you ever run into somebody going kind of like on our topic of like how to have identity outside of this, that's why it's important to have an identity outside of this, but also to open up to those you feel safe opening up to. Yes. Nobody, nobody deserves to have it. Cause guess what? There are going to be those fix it friends and they don't mean any harm, but they're just going to, they're going to try. And so you just have to find your tribe. And if that's yes. us, stick with us. We're, we yeah, got you. We're glad you're but glad, we're that, you're glad, here. You're, glad <laughs> that you're here. But it's like, it's more about the lines of like, I know I don't, I don't identify with like being a part of like, I was a part of a lot of ectopic pregnancy, Facebook groups and all stuff. And I got the hell out of there quickly. Yeah. I hate the Facebook groups. It turned, it turned very toxic. It's really toxic. Yeah. So it's just with what you feel good. And guess what? I, I actually found a little comfort in the very beginning of my act topic because it was nice to see that there was, I could see other people going through the same things, Yes. but you start to evolve and you, you know, change things. So 
you know, kind of going back on topic of like, what this is exactly why you want to maybe find your own identity is I, I found myself re- like, if anyone can relate to this, if you've ever had deep, deep depression, it is not something to be messed with. Like you think, you know what being sad is, but clinically being depressed you, it's a whole it's other not, ball game. It's not something you just snap out of. And I yeah. really firmly believe this because I've had my own personal episode, which I, I think we went over in an episode of my situation with sleep deprivation and all that stuff yeah. and how badly it messed with my head. I literally remember praying to God. Like I was like, I will never do, like I will never question you again. Also, if you could just help me like, feel something because I, there's, it just doesn't feel like I can ever get out of this. Like I feel impossible. And I knew right yeah. then and there though, when I was in that moment, I was like, if I ever get out of this loop, like this doomsday life isn't worth <clears throat> living loop. I promise that I will make sure I will take care of myself daily as best I can, but I'm also going to find purpose. And that, because I, when you, you don't realize that you're getting so sad about not being able to have a baby. You don't realize that you're getting so sad that everyone else is having a baby, but guess what? Life is still going to happen. Yeah. People are still going to have kids and we still need to have happiness for those people. If we want babies, we need to be congratulating and celebrating people. Like I'll be, I'll be very vulnerable right now. Like flat out, I'm going to go to California to celebrate my niece's first birthday. And I had a full, as I'm doing work last night, I had a full blown little meltdown of just sobbing, even though I felt all this joy Mm. I have, I'm now officially like one of the last, or technically I'm no, my other cousin Kira hasn't had kids yet, but like, basically I'm one, I'm technically close to the, one of the oldest, but I still, and now almost my cousin's have their babies, like all this stuff. So now yeah, you're like one of the only ones that doesn't have there's a baby. All yeah. these, there's all these things I'm facing that feel very hard. Yes. But I also am very conscious of how grateful I am that my cousins and my sister, and I, I, I feel bad for anybody that doesn't feel this or have this going on. So I'm not trying to compare it, but I, I want to recognize that I'm so grateful that I have a family that does. And I have some family that doesn't hold space for this and I don't open up to them about that. Right. But (laughs) I just don't, cause I don't want to hear their thoughts and I don't want to anything. Like I have plenty of people who mean well, and they'll say things like, well, you know, if you don't have kids, you know, at least you'll have a lot of money and not going to lie. Catch me on the right day. That might be funny. Catch me on the wrong day. Totally. (laughs) Depends on what phase of my cycle I'm in, (laughs) whether or not I think that's funny. (laughs) Right. Like, so it, it's just a very up and down kind of feeling, but I think it's, that's what infertility is. Infertility is being so happy for others while also at the same time, you're almost grieving and mourning what you don't know. That's what I was just thinking that like, is one of the biggest things that I actually am really grateful that infertility has taught me is that, and I think we've talked about this before that like you can feel two supposedly opposing emotions at the same time. And in some ways that's like, kind of beautiful. Like it really makes you appreciate the highs when you also understand those lows. So even though the lows like really, really suck, it 
it, like I said, it makes you appreciate the highs so much more. And I think that actually is really crucial to being able to like have an identity outside of infertility is when you are able to acknowledge the sadness and the frustration and the longing and the anger and all of that. And also be able to appreciate the things that you do have in your life and understand that like all of it is like what makes life beautiful, you know? Yeah. Well, cause it's like what we were talking about before too. It's like, we have these choices yes. and I think I've kind of touched on this before, but like I've had way harder things happen in my life than this, which kind of mm. sucks, but I've gone through <laughs> way, I've gone through worse stuff than this that I, if I was to ever venture back to those stories of what my life was like, I would never think I was here. So that's what I almost learned these lessons and I want to be very aware. That's where I put the God thing in is I'm aware Mm. that there was no way you could convince me that I would be who I am today. My husband would be who he is today. And that's such a good point that I would be doing a podcast on stuff. Like (laughs) I would have about what (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, where, why, who, why would we talk about who wants to hear me talk? But that's, you never know what plans you have like ahead of you. But so I will say like, for me, I did not know this would be my identity. What I did know is I wanted to see again, and kind of going back to how upset and sad, like mentally I was like, I I was so physically um, sick that I lost 20 pounds in a month. I was so, there was no fixing my, my, and the way I, yeah, I had a crazy. psychologist basically tell me like my body had been in fight or flight for so long that now that I finally thought I was better and what's crazy. And again, you have to listen to the other episode where we went over this, but this is when I then got pregnant and it ended up being an ectopic. And there's just a lot of weird stuff that has happened that's led me to this stuff. Right. But the bigger overarching thing is the reasoning behind finding this purpose in life and finding identity outside of infertility is because I knew I wouldn't be a person to, I wouldn't be a person to make money in business. I wouldn't be a person that anyone would want to be friends with. I wouldn't be a person that my sister would want her kids around. I I started Mm. to take such radical responsibility for what did I want out of life? If I, my, why would my sister, cause my sister comes from a crap ton of his function too. And that's one thing that's really nice being a twin is both me and my sister. We talk on this a lot back and forth with just like, we're so grateful that we're both whole people now together because we've made this very clear. Like my sister's like, I would hate to think that I would keep you away from my kids, but if you were the person you used to be, I wouldn't I probably let, would. Yeah. I probably would because I don't need my daughters thinking that life is just so horrible. And like, <laughs> so it's almost if, I mean, in a long, long way of saying this, but like the biggest point that's like coming to my head right now is you find this identity so that you can be someone that regardless of what your outcome is, yeah. You're proud of the life you lived. You're proud yes. of who you showed up to be every single day because I don't know if, if anyone's ever felt a word that used to be big for me. And I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a book by Brene Brown and mm. it's called something oh, I'll have to look it up while you, when you get to talking, I'll look it up <laughs> and see it. But it's based around letting go of shame. 
And that was a lot oh. of my identity for a long time was having a lot of shame. Yes. It's weird because that's not what I have anymore. But working through shame, mm, uh huh, that yes. wakes you up. And it again, I, I feel like there's no easy way to get through this topic other than kind of talk through it. Yeah. Of, well, it's such a personal thing because everybody yeah. sees themselves differently. I can really identify with what you were just saying about like, I think that was kind of my wake up call moment was realizing that like I wasn't acting as the person that I would want my kids to see me being, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like I, if, if I had kids right now, like I, this is not who I want to be for my kids. I want yep. to be an example of somebody who like takes life and you whatever be trials whole. it gives you. Yes. And like keeps moving, keeps going forward. I want my kids to look at their mom and see an example of somebody who like sets goals and works really hard to reach them, whatever those goals might be. Like I want to be able to be an example of those things to my kids. I think that's actually a great way to think about it is like, think about the people that you hope your kids become someday. And that is the person that you should be trying to become as well. Yes. <laughs> and that 100%. was for, so like for me, I mean, when it goes about like, like finding specific things, it's going to be different for everybody. But like I, for me, the first thing that I did to like take my own power back in my life and try and find identity outside of trying to conceive, I got really serious about working out and like losing weight and trying to become really healthy. And like that has totally changed my life. Like before that I hated exercising my entire life, hated working out. Like you could, you would not have like, you could, you wouldn't catch me dead in a gym, like absolutely not. And now it's something that I do every single day because and it's to take care of yourself. Absolutely. It's not yes. to be like, Oh, I need to get skinny. I need, it's no. like, it's, if you just, <laughs> no, no, no. You see the, the value. I think we were, I can't remember what topic we were talking about, but you see like how the, People could say, oh, you know, women shouldn't work out. Women shouldn't die. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 you're taking to the wrong context. It's women yeah. shouldn't be harming themselves to fit right. into a certain gene size. Right. But should you go and lift like on um, that? It's funny you bring that up because that's even my biggest goal too, is I want to be very intentional about when I'm going through working on my phone, get on my little walking treadmill desk to just get blood flow. Because as women mm -hmm. going through fertility, we need blood flow down to this area. And if we've, and like, that's a big thing too, of, I can I like say that. that my finding the identity outside of fertility is I think like, what can I be doing each day that makes me just a better person physically and mentally. And yeah. it's like, I'm not doing this anymore to get pregnant. Right. I want to be someone when I have a baby, I always think I want to be able to have them crawling around while I'm lifting some weights. Yes. And I want to have them sitting at their high chair while I'm prepping food for them to eat. And yes. we talked about this in one episode too, where it was like, my husband brought this up. He's like, look, maybe you should oh, yeah. practice. He's like, maybe you should practice doing this shit before we have kids. Because if you can't even do it now. So like that's, Honestly, that, this is yes. like where it brings it all back. This is exactly, and this is a hundred percent where Abby and I are like so spot on. With, aligned, we didn't even, yeah. we didn't even know we were this like aligned on things. And we talked about this in a lot in another episode. And it's kind of, again, coming back to full circle. This is where, you know, you're on the right path when the same subject keeps coming up, coming back to yes. the same thing <laughs> is 
we're practicing right now. Like that's the even bigger thing. And that's where I could, I, I would advise if you're feeling very frustrated with wanting to have an outcome happen, guess what? We can't control it. Nope. But what we can control is let's practice. Like if this, uh, say you're listening to this and infertility doesn't apply to you, apply this to anything, business, yeah. being better at communicating with your spouse, being a better friend, whatever practice showing up each day and doing the, the habits that equal the overall person you want to be like, you know, yes. it's funny because yes. one of the things, and I, and this isn't to judge anyone, like I'm not saying drink, don't drink alcohol. But one thing that led me to stop drinking alcohol was I don't have freaking time for it right now. Mm. But back when I didn't have a care in the world and I just lived my life, however, <laughs> like having a drink, I don't have any time to have a drink. Like yeah. I have, you're too busy. <laughs> I have work to do. Or I have my health, you, like, dude, when you go on a health, when you're trying to fix your gut, it's a full time job. Yeah, it is. And you're still not even doing it a hundred percent. Like nope. I, what my nutrition, if she's ever, I don't think she'll listen to this, but if she is listening, she's probably like, yeah, bitch, whatever. Uh, <laughs> trying to do your stuff because I do the, I, I don't know what it is. I have like an aversion to tracking food. I just don't like it. It's doing so it. hard for me too. I don't like I used it to, either. And for anyone who doesn't know, I used to be a nutrition coach. I made people, I had a whole, I had a whole, uh, G- Google map thing. I took, yeah. I was a, I did a, I did a course that I paid like $5,000 to do where I like learned how to count, how to build people's macros and all this crap. Right. That's yeah. not health by the way. But my nutritionist, she's like, I don't want you to worry about the macros and stuff, but I want to track and see, are you eating enough? And are you eating mm-hmm. enough of certain, are you eating balanced meals? So I get why she wants me to track, but it's so hard. I, I hate it. I know. I, I know that it, and it's not, it's not like, it's pretty simple. You I know. It's like, it. I feel like it's one of those things where like, it's, it's really a mental not, game. Yes. Like once you do it, you're like, why did I think that this would be such a big deal? But it really feels that way. A hundred percent. And so, and then it, but it makes you realize that you will make time for the things that are important to you. And I, I came to the realization cause it's not like she's like dropping me as a client. Cause I'm not um, right. giving her that info, but I will take the responsibility to know that I'm not giving her those statistics. So if she's not able to help me fully, that's my, on me. Then it's however, on you, right? However, if tracking food right now is just too much for me and it leads me to not eat or it leads me to not do the things that are, then they kind of void each other out. So I'm pretty sure she'd be okay with going, Hey, I just want to be, able, I want to, yeah. I want to be able to see that you're doing what you need to be doing. But if, it's too much for you. Like one of the things she said to me that I love is she's like, healing is not like linear and you have to be okay with, we're going to take this one step at a time. There's a lot we could do for you. But what she even said, and it gave me hope is she's like, the fact that you're this jacked up from what we're seeing is a good thing. Meaning there's a reason for what we're seeing. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's not just and like that, some mystery. Yeah. That is great. And it gives, <laughs> it gives you hope to go like, Oh, this is why I shouldn't do IVF right now. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't take these steps because it's like, I would rather get all of these things squared away with my health, with my sleep, with how I'm taking care of myself. That's my purpose that again, and bringing it back to that, finding it outside of fertility. It's not about doing this for fertility anymore. It's about, yes, if I trying to be, healthy. I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend, you know, how much money it costs to get these surgeries that I get for endo. If I can find a way to 
slow that progression yeah, down of this that. disease, limit this disease. So I don't have to get surgeries every two years. That's huge. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of my thing is it's like finding identity outside of your fertility journey is really about finding a way to live the most fulfilled version of your life that you can. Yes. And whether or not you have kids. Yeah. And what's <laughs> crazy is it's, this is where I, I see where people mean this, where again, I don't agree with the sentiment of this is probably God gave you this. So this, but I will say that in my own brain, I have had moments where I've chose to accept and I've chose to recognize that I think this journey, what I choose to look at it as a positive is it has made me take care of myself in a way I never would have before. Same. I would have, I would have, I would have just kept being an asshole. (laughs) I just would have like, there'd been no reason for me. So then as much as I disagree with the sentiment, I do get this. And this is where I will agree on this point. But again, I think me and you are the same with this. It's it's different when it's a personal thought and then somebody else trying to like project their, I feel I feel bad because I know people mean well when they say that. They yes. really are not meaning in a negative way. They're just trying to make you feel like, you know what, it's it's because you're strong. And it's like, yes, I know, thank you. But it's kind of like when people say you look good. Like both of us do makeup for a living. But when people say like, you look so much better without makeup, it's like, I know. But this is my job. So <laughs> leave me alone. Thank you. I didn't, thank I you. didn't need that. <laughs> but you know, it's like, but then I get the, cause I get it when people are like, oh, can't say anything anymore. But it's like, no, look, that's one thing where me and Abby are say it, but it doesn't right. mean we're not going to respond in a way that kind of explains why. Yes. If somebody snaps on you, it's probably that reason. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love everything that you just said. And I totally feel like a very similar way that like, I'm really grateful for like the identity that infertility has forced me to find for myself because I, this is a little different than you, but like, I used to think like the, my only goal, my only purpose, my only like desire in life was to be a mom. And I really think that at some point I would have like had kids and like, maybe it would have taken until like they start to leave the house. Who knows how long it would have taken. But I eventually think that I would have had to figure this out. Like I would have like realized that like, I don't actually know anything about myself. I, all that I have ever cared about was like being a mom and devoting myself to my kids, which I absolutely still will do, but it's going to be different now because I have this like, yeah. And I, I, I know myself, I have this identity outside of motherhood that will still exist, will still be there whether or not I have kids or whether or not my kids need me because I have like learned, I've learned how to take care of myself, like healthy, working out food. And like, I've discovered creative things that really help me. That's something that I would suggest to people who are struggling with like identity is like find some creative outlet for me and for you. Especially I think in this, it was the makeup this day at and first. Age. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like find something that lights you up creatively. It could be like, for us, it's like makeup. I also like, I really love to sing and I try to sing more than I used to. Like, wait, really? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. I didn't know you sang either. I mean, I'm not, I'm not amazing. Have you ever heard my sister sing? I'll have to send you like one. No. I'll have to send you one of her oh, videos. That's so fun. No, I was like major, like did choir and theater 
all throughout like middle school, high school. I didn't do like, theater. Yeah. I didn't do theater, but I was always in choir. Yeah, That's I so took funny. I took voice lessons for like over ten years. Like I that used to be my whole life was like singing and stuff. And I just like That's stopped. So cool. I just like stopped another doing thing. It. <laughs> Yeah, I give up. I give up. What else can we have in common? I swear to God, that's so funny. But no, but like tapping into those things has been really helpful for me. Like getting back to like, or even like recently, I've been reading fantasy books again. Like that's such a small thing, but it's something that I really love. That is a part of who I am. That I just kind of forgot about. Like go back to those things that, like, honestly, when you were a kid, the things that like made you happy. Go back to those things because chances are you probably still love them. I was just going to say, okay, so like for me, I'm not even a makeup person, but what got me interested is specifically in the makeup that me and Abby do. It's like, it's like a all in one compact of like yeah. multiple colors and blah, blah, blah. I was always really good at art and I was really good at oh. like creative, expressive stuff. Yeah. Not me. And <laughs> I, and it's like, and so, but that's what perfect example is it's the same yeah. medium, but we found different ways to love it. You probably yes. love it for simplifying mm-hmm. makeup. And I loved it for, I loved it for simplifying makeup because I hate complicated makeup, but I did see it as there. I mean, if anyone see, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I do some looks that are just like crazy, crazy. Yeah. but it's a fun outlet for me. I don't mm-hmm. walk around like, Ooh, Ooh, if you're watching <laughs> no, a that's video, exactly like, like I've always, even like when I was a teenager, I've loved playing with eyeshadow specifically. Yes. Eyeshadow is so fun. I would watch tutorial after tutorial on YouTube of like people doing cool eyeshadow and like it's not something that I wear on a daily basis but it's fun to play with it's a creative thing yeah it's fun (laughs) it's expressive it's just and again like I like with such a heavy journey like infertility it can be such first off and this is where we both of us are we're very business-minded now that we've created businesses with our creative stuff yes is you also get to see this bigger kind of like domino effect of how, okay, like say all your dreams do come true and you have that beautiful baby and all that stuff. And then you're, you know, instead of stressing that you don't have a way of contributing to this new member of your family, you might find a way to turn that into something that is a business. Like, Sure. You might find a way to, if say makeup's your thing, you might try a makeup route of playing with stuff. You might find a way to do like, uh, I know we're, we're going to plan on talking more about these topics in the future when we do more business oriented stuff. Um, yeah. uh, but like what Abby does, and I've done a little bit of this, but not as much as she does. Of It's called UGC, which is user generated yeah. content, which is huge right now. Yep. And it's just, there's so many, you start to really unfold all these possibilities, but just know like both of us totally get, if you're in that space of just pain and frustration, that this is not about finding a, a purpose outside of fertility so that you can forget about what you're going through. It's about realizing that you're going through that anyway, hun, you're going yeah. through it anyways. You're there's no getting out of it. There's no, I remember people are like, when's the last time you and your husband tried? I'm like, I'm pretty sure since I had my ectopic pregnancy over almost over four years ago and we were in the clear to try again, we have not had a single month that we didn't try, mm. which is crazy to think like it's, I think once you want to have a kid, you don't just, and I'm not saying like we were like, I'm not act. And I still don't do this. I don't actively 
pinpoint yeah, like and all intercourse. that kind of crap. Yeah. It's just, we're not doing a whole month of like no touchy, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when people are like, oh, we're trying to avoid it right now. I've never tried to avoid even yeah, when I was haven't either. advised, even when I was advised by surgeons to not, oh, try not to get, I was like, yeah, please. Mm, hasn't happened this night. Hasn't yeah. happened yet. I'm pretty sure we're not good worried to- about it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I, th- I mean, I just think that, and you know what? If you are someone struggling with trying to find identity outside, keep hanging out with us. Keep listening yes. to these podcasts because if anything, at least you're going to have two friends to like, even if you're not talking back to us right now, you can engage with us in the Facebook group or, you know, who knows, maybe we'll create some type of like landing page one day. That's just super simple to get there and just kind of join in on the conversation with stuff. Mm-hmm. But don't look at this as like, you need to find the answers for stuff. Look at this as yeah. your opportunity to kind of, and even, and if you're listening and you're not in the infertility journey, or you don't identify yet with like infertility, again, there's many people out there that are going through struggles, but it's not necessarily that they're infertility or anything. Your, your, your frustration, your overwhelm is valid. The bigger overall arching point is finding an identity outside of your hard circumstance. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And something that I want to say too, is like, not to be too, like, don't compare yourself to anyone, but especially like, I was just thinking to us because we're the ones sitting here talking about it. And both of us have been on this journey for around four years ish and like aware of it at least. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, this is not how I felt like six months, a year into this, you know what I mean? And it's been a very, like, it's been a progression of like baby steps of, like I said, first I started with like taking like my health serious, like getting into the gym. And then it was like, Oh, here's this makeup thing. This is fun. And then I found, you know, I've tried like lots of different things to, to, find myself again. And yep. it's been a lot, We've had a of, lot like, of highs and lows. Exactly. Yeah. So don't, don't feel like you have to like have all the answers all at once, just like with anything. It's just about it's just like one step. Yeah. Do some, do just like one thing today that like is for you, <laughs> whether yep. that's going for a walk, going to the gym, listening to an audiobook. Um, I don't know, Which speaking, doodling, of, writing in a journal, speaking of audiobook the one that I just looked oh, it up nice. when I was talking about before it's called daring greatly by Brene Brown and Brene mm. Brown stuff is really great really anyways good. yes so daring greatly if you're struggling with shame or anything like that highly highly recommend recommend you look into that I mean I've nice. read some and I don't read books I listen to books yeah. um but there's some, and I think both of us would agree, like there's some that are going to be those kind of self-help books and they kind of mm-hmm. give you a better perspective. And then sometimes you need to just not even try and ident like for me, I used to binge listen to like infertility podcasts mm. and now I cannot get myself to listen to any of them. Me either. Like me it's either. just, I can't do it. I'm like, I don't give a shit about what lab you should do for this thing. Cause I've done all the technical stuff. Yeah. And now that's why I'm like, Nope, I'm just going to work with a professional. They're going to tell me what I need to yep. test. And then I'll just follow the bouncing ball. You're yep. going to go through these phases and guess what? Everyone's phase ends differently. You, I feel like you go through that detective phase where you try to solve your own problems and guess what? Sometimes you be the one who solves it and then others, you're just, just so everyone knows this is always going to be like a, this is always going to be a journey that 
you will wake up each day and maybe feel a little different. You're going to have some days that you're going to be wanting to fight the good fight. And then there's going to be days you're just exhausted and you want to say, screw all this and not be in a good mood. And that's okay too. But I think the bigger point and like what we kind of talked about a lot today is just constantly coming back to the fact that you are strong that it doesn't get any easier. You do get stronger though, when you are facing these challenges and you're choosing not to give up because literally the only other option is to give up. And if anyone, if you like, like I said in the beginning, if you've ever felt that deep of a dark, like thing, if you find a way to get out of that, you don't want to go back there. So it's like, it's not about being perfect. It's not about having the perfect outcome. It's just making sure you're doing stuff that doesn't let you go back to that dark place. Totally. Yes. And it, like I said to a second ago, like it can just be small things, like just start one new thing, do one thing today or tomorrow that will hopefully help you feel a little bit better. And that is a great place to start. You don't have to change your life in one day. (laughs) The big, just so you know, it's normal that the beginning is the hard part. Yeah. The beginning and building the momentum is the part where you're going to have a lot of thoughts. Am I doing the right things? My just do trust, do trust. trust. And like Abby said, you're doing one thing at a time. You're just focusing on simple little things and being excited for being excited for what that compound effect equals. That's another good book. If you, it's a business book, but it's another good book. It's called compound effect by Darren Hardy. And that was one of my very first like self-help books that I listened to that I really loved. And he just talks about like, and it really is the simple form of like, mm-hmm. you have a choice of the compound effect of watching the, sh- the same show every single day that gives you nothing or the compound effect of choosing to go knock on a few doors and just introduce yourself to people business wise and see what happens. And if totally. you get just one person interested in something that, so it's like just taking that simple principle was like a big thing. I love it. I love it. I think this has been great. And hopefully this has been helpful for everybody listening. Please let us know your thoughts. You can go to either insidethejourney.com. The link is there or um, it'll be in the show notes. um, And you can click on, you know, where that form is and tell us your thoughts. Tell us the things that you do that help you feel joy, help you stay connected to like yourself and your identity outside of infertility. If there are questions you have, please um, leave them below. We're going to be like going over all of the responses and the questions and everything in our like lap, the third episode this month. And yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. (laughs) And we have, I think we have a, we have a prompt for this week too. If anybody wants, what's the prompt that we're going to be doing? It's that. Yes. Like sharing. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Perfect. The the things that bring you joy, the hobbies, activities, whatever, whatever it is that like brings you joy and helps you feel like yourself <laughs> and everything that you share with us, you guys, like, just so you know, like we're seeing it on our back end. That's the stuff that we're pulling from to like do the drawings for the giveaway mm-hmm. stuff. So if you want to share something like that with us, that would be awesome. If you want another way to enter, um, you can also share, um, one of our episodes, like in your stories or something on, on Instagram and tag be us. Sure to tag us. Yep. Um, you can leave a review on Spotify or Apple podcasts would be great. You know, you can leave a five star if you think we're five star, but you can also just leave an honest review. <laughs> you, can be if honest. If, if, you can be honest if you don't think we're there. Um, but 
We'd appreciate it. We just would love to, we want to know what you guys think and we would love to hear your feedback. And again, you know, deciding to share or deciding to leave a com leave a, a review for us is going to help us grow. It's going to help everybody who might need, you know, that supportive group of gals to join. Yep. Like that's what we're all doing it for. So we appreciate anything that you guys decide to participate in. Awesome. I think that's it. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.